Welcome to another exciting episode of the Opportunity Zones podcast, the weekly show where we interview Opportunity Zones professionals and experts from fund managers to tax advisors, from real estate developers to venture capitalists. If it impacts Opportunity Zones or the Opportunity Funds industry, we cover it here on the Opportunity Zones podcast. Welcome to the Opportunity Zones podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Atkinson. Novogratik & Company is a national professional services firm with deep expertise in Opportunity Zones. If you've been following OZs for any sort of time, you've probably run across them. They also lead the Novogratik Opportunity Zones Working Group, a coalition of OZ industry professionals that helps advise IRS and Congress on the Opportunity Zones policy. Joining me today from Novogratik is partner Brent Parker, CPA. Brent joins us today from Long Beach, California. Brent, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. You bet, Brent. Pleasure to have you on here. Looking forward to hanging out with you in Long Beach in a few weeks for the conference. A lot happening with Novogratik, obviously. As I mentioned, you know your firm has been one of the leaders in the OZ space uh, really since the very beginning, before the legislation was passed even, and your big Opportunity Zones conference and industry staple is coming back, and it's going to be taking place in Long Beach, California, on April 21 through 22. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and how our listeners can register and attend a little bit later in the episode today. But first, I want to get your thoughts on the working group. You're heavily involved with the Opportunity Zones working group. What are some initiatives that the working group is uh, currently working on here? You know, I last spoke with John and Mike about the working group on an episode we did back in fall of 2021. So maybe you can give us some of the updates that have taken place over the last six months and, and what you're looking to do this year. So number one, you know, we're excited to introduce and talk to some of the new policymakers and regulatory people such as Lily Backwater and, and make our introduction, discuss some of the topics that I think are, are hot in the industry and that maybe need a little bit of clarification or help sort of evolving in the incentive. So we issued a letter, uh, the most recent letter we, we've issued was a letter in March uh, to Ms. Balkalder, and she's Assistant Secretary for Tax Policy and Treasury. So just kind of introducing ourselves, discussing some of the incentive, and talking about some, I think, the important topics that our working group and, and other stakeholders in the industry are interested in. You know, rules regarding operating businesses, working capital safe harbor, things of that nature. There's a lot of detail in that letter and uh, it's on our website. So feel free to uh, take a look at that letter. One of the items that is being discussed in this letter and, and, and for which the working group or our working group is interested in is really data collection and, and monitoring within the incentive. Obviously, this is a sensitive area I think uh, interested parties on both sides of the aisle are very interested in what is happening in the zones. It's obviously a powerful incentive. So how do we measure that? So, you know, there are other areas of tax law and other tax credits and incentives that Treasury uses to measure or they use uh, you know, different functions to sort of measure performance and compliance and things of that nature. So one of the thoughts is that possibly we could sort of leverage some of those programs to try and measure and provide some sort of feedback on the performance and the incentive. Recently, also, there was a letter from you know, Senator Wyden that was looking for detailed information on, uh, for, that was sent out to various uh, qualified opportunity funds. 
So that has a lot of people sort of talking as well. We want to make sure that the incentive is successful, obviously. So maybe some clarity and some information that we can provide in a more organized manner can sort of help to measure the incentive and, and provide strength, I think. We're looking for some sort of a system that can provide clarity and transparency. And I think looking at some of these other areas may help and may help, like I said, senators like uh, or you know, interested parties like Senator Wyden to identify that the uh, incentive is working successfully and hopefully will continue to work successfully. We can hope so. We can hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely hope that uh, something like that gets passed. I think that's really a bipartisan issue that everybody on both sides of the aisle really would like to get passed is some sort of data collection. Do you think that might happen as a result of a regulatory change that Treasury makes with the IRS? Or do you think it might be something that's introduced as legislation into Congress? Possibly is more of a regulatory process. I, I don't know that legislation, and, and we'll see, it may be legislation as well. There's a possibility that, that it could be included in some of the proposed legislation that's coming out now. I'm sure the, so everybody on this listening to this podcast is sort of the you know, Build Back Better plan. That was a, a piece of legislation that didn't make it through, but it's still sort of in the works and, and it may be something that's make its way through in, in pieces of legislation. So it could be something that, you know, this compliance and is something that's built into some of that legislation. Also something that's possibly administered by Department of Treasury, similar to the new market tax credit program. And that program sort of uses a organization or an arm of Treasury that's called the uh, uh, community, the CDFI fund, so Community Development Financial Institutions Fund. And they have an annual reporting requirement. So it could be something like that. But there's a lot of different opportunities, I think, here to make some sort of a system that's successful and enables the incentive to build a lot of good credibility. Yeah. Yeah. The Build Back Better rather limp response from Congress and uh, not, not a very favorable outcome for the administration there. Trouble passing there would have been their landmark legislation for, uh, for 2021 or or 2022, do you think it, it could be revived in any way at, at some point? It, what do you see happening with that initiative and, and how might OZs be incorporated in there, if at all? You know, hopefully, we're very hopeful, obviously, with the, the opportunities and incentive that at some point it's, you know, extended or there's some sort of a continuing investment opportunity. At this point, you can invest in a fund until December 31st, 2026. And then, you know, obviously you can hold your investment for basically as long as you like and get a step up at some point after 10 years. But, you know, we're hopeful that at some point there's going to be some sort of extension of that. It hasn't happened yet, but we might see the Build Back Better. You know, I'm not a complete expert in the Build Back Better plan, but I'll tell you that the people in our company, just Peter Lawrence, and he talks on a lot of podcasts as well. He'll talk about the ability maybe for the components of that legislation to make it through in, in different pieces of legislation maybe as a budget reconciliation process or something like that. So there's different ways for Congress to sort of get some of that legislation through, but it obviously would have been nice and, and cleaner, I think, if it had come through originally, but there's definitely opportunities uh, that, that, are, that will come up in the future for that to pass or pieces of it to pass. Very good. Well, let's turn our attention to one of the things that makes Novogratik so famous in my mind, which is the Opportunity Zone Capital Raising Survey. This is a voluntary rolling survey of qualified opportunity funds that you have in your network. Uh, not every qualified opportunity fund in existence responds to the survey, of course, but you guys capture a pretty large share 
of the market. Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe 15, 20, 25%-ish. What's the latest there with that capital raising survey? How much capital has been raised by qualified opportunity funds to date? This is a really exciting sort of trend that we're seeing. And in our latest report, we have a report that came out through December 31st, 2021. And prior to that, our report was through mid-year 2021. And that report, as of the end of 2021, showed that the funds raised by the funds reporting in this or encapsulated in this report was $24.4 billion in funds raised. There was a, almost a thousand funds that actually reported equity being raised, and it tracked, you know, 1,300 opportunity funds. And the interesting thing is that of those funds, you know, $6.8 billion or 6.9 almost was reported in that second half of the year 2021. So this was an increase of almost 40% over the mid-year total. So very exciting. I think there's a lot of activity. Obviously, there was expected to be a lot of activity at the end of last year due to the sort of 10% step up expiring. There was a huge pickup in Q4, likely due to that very fact that that incentive was expiring. That's right. But you know, what's really interesting, I think, is that that it's not necessarily slowing down. So I think we're still seeing a lot of that. And we don't have our, our report doesn't go past 1231-2021. But from what I understand, and maybe you can tell me, Jimmy, but it seems like that, you know, investors are still very interested. Yeah, well, we're recording this episode just before my spring 2022 OZ pitch day event, but it's going to air, I think, the day after, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we'll already have that in the books behind us. But just gearing up for my OZ pitch day event, I have not seen a slowdown, at least in terms of sponsor interest in the event or in terms of investors registering for the event compared to the event that we did last fall. So anecdotally, from my side of things, I still see a lot of activity. And I think that holds true for you guys as well as the understanding. Yeah. 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 And I I think what's exciting too, is that we're seeing all different types of fun, you know, activity, different size funds. And in this report, we had seven fund managers that each raised uh, half a billion dollars or more. So those are pretty big funds, obviously, but also, you know, very very wide range of, of investments throughout the country. I think 20 cities that had at least 200 million. Uh, there were 40 cities with the planned opportunity zone investment in 23 states plus DC. So a lot of stuff going on. And as you said, it, you know, it's maybe like a quarter of, of actual investment. So very exciting. Yeah. So whatever numbers you guys are reporting, multiply it by at least four. And I think that might be more indicative of the actual numbers, but you guys are doing phenomenal work with that survey. I'm jealous I didn't think of it, actually. It was a great, great idea you guys have. (laughs) And I love reading it every update you guys give. Hey, well, let's talk about the big event coming up later in April, April 21 and 22. The Novogratic Spring Opportunity Zone Conference is coming to the Hilton Hotel in Long Beach, California, right in your neck of the woods there, Brent. So answer a few questions about the conference for me that my listeners may have one, who should attend? And then what else can you tell us about the conference and and what should attendees expect? Well, I think it's a very educational uh, conference. I think it's geared toward all different stakeholders and to sort of attract, you know, individuals that are looking to understand more about the incentive, figure out how they can sort of resolve maybe some of the, the issues that they're having and meet other interested parties. So anywhere from investors to fund sponsors, obviously developers, professionals such as myself, a lot of professionals that that also go to our conferences, 
so yeah, there's a, a huge range of, of interested parties. Of course, it doesn't hurt. I think that it's in, you know, sunny Southern California. So it's going to be at the Hilton in Long Beach, nice hotel. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a great event. There's actually three days. Uh, so there's a, the first day is uh, April 20th, which will have two workshops. There's going to be a one-on-one workshop where we go through sort of the basics of the incentive for about four hours, I think, or three or four hours. And then there's going to be a two-on-one, which I myself am, am uh, hosting. And that goes for the second half of the day. And that's where we get into very interesting topics, such as like mergers, tick interest, circular cash, things like that. Very sort of sensitive and interesting topics that myself and my speaking partners will talk to. And uh, one of them is, is, you know, sees a lot of interesting activity named Mark Schultz. And, and he's going to be talking with me on, on that workshop. And then, you know, days two and three on the 21st and 22nd. The 21st, obviously, is day not to miss. We get to hear the Washington Report. We hear Mike Novogratik talk and, and fill us in on some of the most interesting stuff that's happening, as well as other lawmakers. And then get into a lot of different sort of topics, which fund sponsors speak, business managers speak. We talk about some of the rules and, and regulations surrounding different aspects of the incentive. Um, so there's a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of very competent and experts that are going to talk about a wide range of topics. So I don't think it's a, something that's going to be a boring event, hopefully not, but it should be pretty exciting and we'll have a lot of uh, interesting folks there. Well, I've never been bored by a Novogratz event, but I'm an Opportunity Zone nerd. So, <laughs> But I think most people listening are Opportunity Zone nerds, and we welcome all of you there. And uh, you know, for our listeners of this podcast, I've teamed up with Novogratz once again to offer a 10% discount on the event. So you can use promo code OBD22, that's OBD22, at checkout to save 10%. I'll be sure to link to the conference and include that discount code in the show notes for today's episode. You can find those show notes, as always, at opportunitydb.com slash podcast. Brent, before we go, a couple other questions I've got for you before I cut you loose and get you out of here. What about trends? We touched upon some some fundraising trends with the capital raising survey. What, what other opportunity zone trends are you keeping an eye out on in 2022? The 10% step up expired a few weeks ago. I don't know if you've seen a slowdown. I think we kind of touched upon that already. Uh, but what trends are, are exciting you for the rest of the year? You know, one big incentive right now is that the sort of protection from COVID, that, that there were certain IRS notices that offered uh, protection for funds that were having trouble meeting a 90% test, which is a requirement of the fund that most listeners will know about. So that expired end of 2021. So now we're coming up on a testing date, June 30th for most funds. And so those funds will need to, uh, that we're not passing or, or would not otherwise pass a 90% test, are now looking to, I think, place capital. So that's interesting. So, you know, there's a lot of funds out there that are looking for good quality investments. So obviously, I think we're still seeing a lot of real estate oriented investments. I mean, both uh, commercial and residential. But, you know, I, I see also uh, there's some lease uh, transactions going on, things like that. I think there are operating businesses or, you know, I, I'm aware of several operating businesses and, you know, larger companies that are using the incentive internally as well to sort of build out. But I think we're still seeing some of the same investment. But I'll be curious to see how that plays out with some maybe additional incentive to, to place capital. But, yeah, I'm seeing some interesting trends. I mean, a lot of investment. Uh, it's definitely not slowing down. And so that's exciting. But I think also a lot of placement and now projects that are sort of being realized. 
Absolutely. It's exciting. And to me, it's somewhat surprising, uh, but in a good way. Um, well, Brent, did you know that there are 19 opportunity zones in the city of Long Beach, California? And on top of that, the hotel where the conference is going to be is right across the street from one. It's not in one, but it's almost in one. Any thoughts there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Long Beach is a very exciting place for developers. And I think it's, it's an area in Southern California in particular that has a, a lot of, you know, please excuse the the wording, but opportunity. And there's a lot of area there that is, you know, sort of prime for development. There's also a lot of development that's going on, but we have zones that are extremely close to the waterfront that need good investment. So uh, like Jimmy, like you were saying, right near the hotel, there's, there's a zone and there's zones sort of throughout that area. Um, so I think there's a lot of activity uh, in that area and, and there's, there's a lot of room for development as well. So very excited to see, see what happens in in Long Beach, as well as other areas in Southern California. Southern California is you know, a huge market, and there's a lot of zones in Southern California, Inland Empire, things like that, that are really sort of building out and, and gaining momentum. Yeah, there are indeed quite a few zones out there in uh, the entire state of California, but yeah, particularly so in Southern California. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to joining you out in Long Beach in uh, just a few more weeks here for that spring conference. Uh, Brent, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and Novogratic? Sure, definitely. I mean, I, our listeners, hopefully uh, most of you are familiar with the website. If not, I urge you to check it out. It's uh, www.novoco.com. And then from there, uh, there's resource centers, and you can sort of select opportunities on resource center. Um, you know, it's one of the one of the areas we work in. We obviously also work in affordable housing and you know various other tax credit incentive uh, investments. But lots of good resources there. There's some discussion if you're sort of not as familiar with the incentive. There's good white papers to read and learn about um, the incentive. Also, you know, there's a working group contact. So if you want to join the working group. Uh, you can. We have calls that are, you know, almost monthly, I think, and very informative. There's some leading sort of stakeholders in the industry that are on the working, that are in the uh, working group. We have lots of letters, lots of sort of incentive or uh, lots of uh, publications uh, through that, as well as just generally on our website. We have a mapping tool where you can sort of check out uh, various, uh, you know, your area or check out areas that you're interested in and see uh, what is in the zone. So, yeah, definitely take a look and, and uh, you know, feel free to contact us if you want to uh, discuss further any opportunities that you have or any sort of discussion that you want to have on the incentive. Excellent. And uh, one last plug for the conference. Uh, please do consider attending. And of course, you can use promo code OBD22 to save 10%. I will be sure to link to that and all of the other resources that we discussed in the show notes on the Opportunity Zones database website for today's episode. You can find those show notes at opportunitydb.com slash podcast. And there you'll find all the links to the resources that Brent and I discussed on today's show. Brent, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining. Thank you very much. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you liked this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. The Opportunity Zones podcast is produced by the Opportunity Database. Visit OpportunityDB.com to learn more about Opportunity Zones and Opportunity Zone Fund investing. You can learn how to subscribe to this podcast and read more about today's guest in the show notes by visiting OpportunityDB.com slash podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode.